Thank you, Lord. It's man, we only worship the Lord for what, like forty-five minutes or something, and 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 you and I are way better off than we watched than if we watched a whole hour show on TV. And it only took 45 minutes. <laughs> Praise God. And we're still, we're still going. The, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is moving in our midst now. And, uh, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful. Because He's helping us. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, one of the things that came up in my heart today uh, was in regards to... to, to to this, so I'm just going to say it the best way I best way I can. Uh, in all of our endeavoring to do the will of God and follow Him in our lives, and and just uh, you know have His best and follow Him, be in obedience to Him, and all this kind of stuff. Understand that major changes, big changes, big moves are not common or frequent in our lives. In other words, if you look at, if you look at Scripture, you look at people's lives at Scripture, you won't find that every other week, you know, or, or every other month that, that the Lord has someone go in one direction and then a couple months later He has them doing something totally different and then a couple months later He has them doing something totally different again. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I think sometimes in individuals' desire, and it can really come from a good place in that regard, a desire to just, man, I just want all of God. I just want all of His goodness and all of his plan and his power and his everything in my life that sometimes people are looking for too big of step and they're thinking if it's really God it's one of those every day and you'll find typically that is not the case okay there may be one of those you know there may be some dramatic moves in your life but they're going to be rare, okay? They're not going to be frequent. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Uh, and I would just encourage, and I believe this is for individuals, otherwise I wouldn't just be, be, be saying this. Uh, generally speaking, the Lord is going to lead us to do certain things for a stretch of time. And sometimes that stretch of time, you, you know, might be many, many years. Okay? And, but again, sometimes an individual with a strong desire, oh, I want to see God move. I want to have God's best. I want to be in the middle of His will. They're too often looking for these dramatic, spectacular, bam, kind of things in their life. And He's just leading them to be at rest, at peace, serve me continually serve him continually enjoy his grace enjoy his presence enjoy his family and keep growing keep increasing keep being used see if we follow him in that regard we'll be more prepared and more ready if we come into a season or a time when there's a more dramatic change that he wants us to make 
But if you find yourself frequently making big changes, watch, it might just be your flesh is antsy. Okay, now it, it might come from a good place in the sense of you do want the will of God, but you're, but it just might be, you know, it might be a lack of maturity. You know, don't take that as some kind of criticism. We're all growing, and you understand what I mean by that. But it, it might just be where you need to settle in, because here, here, here's here's the deal. Um, one of the one of the greatest hindrances to a person ending up in a real good place, finishing their course, or or being solid as a rock, a pillar in the church, someone that others can lean on, someone who can be a great blessing to the body of Christ and to the kingdom of God, a great hindrance is too much popping around. Okay? From a God perspective, you miss opportunities to grow, to develop, to increase, to mature, to be stable. From a human perspective, relational perspective, no one knows you. And no one can count on you. And no one knows what you're going to do next. And how many know from a trust standpoint, which is the basis for relationships, you need people to be able to almost predict your behavior. You know what I mean by that? Okay. And so, you know, if I'm talking to you, then receive that. If I'm not, you know, I don't know, elbow your neighbor. I don't know. That was all you. That was not me. That was you. Now, I think it's good for all of us to be reminded of these things. But at the same time, uh, I think the the Lord's helping us. Amen. I've seen more than once, more than once, an individual, individuals who were, you know, about to make a change, about to do something, and, you know, and... They hung on, sometimes through encouraging word from another person, a friend, but they stayed in there. And years down the road, you look back and you thought, you know, if they would have jumped out of that place, who knows where they would have been, but all kinds of good stuff would never have happened. I mean, some of you could probably identify points in your own lives where you did make the right decision. You stuck in there when it got hard. Uh, the pressure was on or your flesh was saying, move, let's go, let's, let's get out of here. And you didn't and you stayed and you look back and you see what, what, what it's produced. Some really good things. Okay. Amen. Uh, it, it might be even likened unto uh, how in, I understand in some school systems, they have social promotion, or is that just a thing of the past, or do they still do that? Anyway, I don't know, I don't know, but you, you know what that is, it's when, you know, Johnny's in second grade, and he's not doing well, and he's not passing the tests, and he's not learning, and he's not up to speed, but after a while, you know, he's looking down at all his classmates, <laughs> and so, okay, we're going to have to put him in third grade. Why, because he, you know, how many times can he do second grade? So they just promote him socially to try to keep him up with his peers, even though, you know, he didn't necessarily earn it or pass the tests. Uh, When it comes to the kingdom of God, how many know it doesn't really work that way? Because we're not looking at physical stature. 
And uh, it's possible to stay in second grade a long time. Yeah. Someone said, well, I've been saved for 40 years. Baptized in the Spirit 40 years ago. That doesn't mean you're, you're not in second grade. Huh? You may have just done it 40 times. Possible? How? So how does that happen? You run up against the same type of situation again and again. And every time you get there, you respond the exact same wrong way. Huh? And you deal with it again. And, and you either don't deal with it and run from it. Or, you know, you respond improperly to the problem. Or the Lord gives you something to do and you turn away from it. The Lord deals with you to do something, to act on something, and you don't respond to it. Well, you don't get to go to third grade just because everyone else is. You don't. And you might think, hey, well, got out of that one. No, you just did a circle. Just whipping around, and after a while, it'll come up again. It may be through someone else. It may be the circumstance might be a little bit different. It might be a little bit changed, but here it comes again. Hallelujah, I guess. And so it does us well, you know, to learn how to deal with these, these things. And I'm not implying that in my life I didn't take some of the same pop quizzes over and over. <laughs> you know, but eventually if you're going to grow and develop and, and move forward, uh, you have to deal the right way with things. Amen. Say, so it seems like everywhere I go, someone, someone always gets under my skin. Some person always annoys me and they do something wrong and, and I'm just not going to put up with that. <laughs> well, you're either going to learn how to deal with that properly or it'll just keep happening. Hmm? Well, glory to God. All that came from that one word I got, so hopefully that's helpful. About people don't move too much. Stay, stay, steady as she goes. Praise God. Amen. And then another thing I had in my heart right before the service uh, was was this: whatever the Lord leads us to do, to be involved with uh, His plan for our lives and so forth. Within that leading, within that directive, is, now, now let me say it this way. This is the way I heard inside. That in that place of obedience and doing what God wants me to do, I either have already... Everything I need to do it, or I have access to it. All right, say that with me. Say, I either have it, or I can get it. Say it again. I either have it, or I can get it. Yeah. Never, ever, ever does the Lord call us to do or be or or just be in His family, live for Him without the resources to do what he wants us to do. I mean, that doesn't even make a whole lot of sense. It wouldn't be logical. You know, it's like, like if I said, hey, I want to 
uh, you know, I want to hire you to dig a hole. Come dig a hole, hole for me, and I didn't provide you a shovel or any kind of tools to do that. That would be foolish on my part, right? Likewise, the Lord isn't, isn't telling you, whether, whether we're talking about raising a family, whether we're talking about, you know, moving to the other side of the planet, whether we're talking about anything in between, whatever the Lord wants us to do, we either already have what it takes... Or we have access to what it takes. And what it takes, say, what do you mean what it takes? What, you talking money? Well, money would be included. Talking gifting? Gifting for sure, for sure. Talking help other people? Yeah, that would be a part of it. Everything. Everything that could be ever necessary for you to get the job done is there. Or if there's something missing, you're intended to ask for it. You're intended to get it. There's no doubt, uh, no doubt in my life, I have been at times uh, where, uh, where I have felt ill-equipped. It's like, the Lord wants me to do this, and I feel like this. Hey, listen, that's not a sign that it's the devil. <laughs> I rebuke that. <laughs> God would never have me do that. No, actually, he's pretty famous for this. <laughs> For calling people and asking people to do things that stretch them and go beyond what they can do in their own strength. Okay, so I don't want us to get in, in, fall into that ditch. I know personally that the Lord has called me to do things that I, sometimes I, I, I look at and think, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I know the only way, the only way I can fulfill the will of God is I must draw upon his strength. You know, and again, here's how I look at it. It's either already in the, in me and I just need to stir it up. Or if I'm lacking, and, and listen, I, I feel like that's been the case at times. I'm lacking because I've made requests. Lord, I can't do this effectively. I can't do this to the level it should be done. I don't want to do anything, you know, that's not excellent. For, for the kingdom, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm going to clean it. I'm not going to clean it unless it's clean. I'm not going to build it unless it stands straight. You know what I'm talking about? It's for the kingdom. It's got to be done right. It's got to be done on an excellent level. And I felt ill-equipped. So I go and call upon the name of the Lord and ask Him for stuff. Still doing that. As I run into stuff, situations. Like, Lord, this is either in me and I don't know it. Or it's not there and I need it. And I'm calling on you. I'm asking you to do it because this is your plan. This is your will. This is your thing that we're doing anyway. It's not my idea. So I call upon you and I know that you're faithful to give me what I need. Amen. Hallelujah. And some of the things, uh, you know, I, I speak in, in general terms, you know, in a generic way in, because so many things can apply to this. And fit it fit into the category. I know when I was in I was in ministry, and I know you know there's different giftings. Paul, you know, in First Corinthians seven, seemed to indicate that people would be better off if they'd be single to serve God without distraction. He stated the benefits. I wasn't feeling that. So I was doing the will of God. I had a call of God on my life to do things, and I and and I, I needed something. Do you know what I needed? Help. <laughs> so what's the deal? In my path, 
I run into those things I need. It's when I get off my path, it's when I start making decisions that aren't the right decisions and getting antsy and whatever and trying to make stuff happen. You know, we talked recently about Ishmael, you know, and uh, Abram's and Sarah's decision to figure this thing out with Hagar and, and come up with something not God's way. See, then you missed God's plan. But you stay doing His will and you'll run into stuff that you need. You run into the right people. You run into opportunities. Amen. I've done the will of God. And I've run into people like Mac. I've run into into you guys. But people on the staff. You know, how does that come together? And it's just God. It's just right. He aligns it. He makes it happen. And you've got to trust Him to make things happen. I can't do this alone. You're, you're not supposed to. Amen. Everybody say divine connections are in my future. Yeah, yeah. Lord's not looking for lone rangers. Huh? And even he had Tonto. So he wasn't really alone. <laughs> so he connects us. He puts us together. All right. We mess that up, though, when, now I'm going back to my earlier word, we mess that up when we start jumping, when we start taking offense to things, when we start being envious of others, oh, and I want what they have, and then why don't, isn't this working, stop all that nonsense. Lift your hands and say, glory to God. You're good to me all the time. You're always faithful and you're always on time. Amen. And keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I didn't know I'd say all this, but I trust it's good. Look at a scripture with me for a moment. Anyone you want. (laughs) We'll start over here and we'll go around the room. No. Uh, It's 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16. No, 15. 15. I think this will fit. You know the will of God for your life is good. Uh Uh-oh, I feel a whole teaching coming on. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Hallelujah. I don't know if I want to go there. We'll start and see where it goes. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Let's read verse 57 just because it's there and it's good. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the one I want. Verse Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. Be what? Steadfast, immovable. Don't move. Don't be moved. Why would we be told to be immovable? Because some things are going to come along and try to move you. Yeah. 
And obviously we're not talking about the Spirit moving you or God's will. No, we're talking about other stuff. There's other stuff that's going to try to move you away from where you're supposed to be. But even, even, even in temptation, even in temptation, test, and trial, you know the Scripture tells us that there is no temptation. That word means test, trial, temptation. There is nothing that comes against us except what is common to man. In other words, everybody deals with it. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted, tested, or tried beyond your ability. And He will, when that temptation comes, He comes alongside with a way to escape. So you can be able, you're able to bear it. Yeah. So, here, so here's the thing. I'm doing the will of God. I have within me, or I have access to, everything I need. But still, something is going to come along. It could come through a person, could come through a circumstance. But it's going to try to move me out of God's perfect will. But I'm told, no, don't do that. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Hallelujah. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, now watch. That, that, that word stirs me up. Always. Okay. How, how often is that? Always. So you mean like today? Well, always. What about next, next month? What about during the summer? Always. What are we supposed to do always? We are supposed to abound in the work of the Lord. Abound in it. Not minuscule, not little, little, not puny, not... No, 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 no. No. Abound in the work of the Lord. We're supposed to give ourselves to the work of the Lord so big things can happen. God wants to do great things with your life. Amen. That's one of the words that, that w- w- was given to me. Some of you heard me te- tell this, but it's been a long time since I have. Uh, one of the things that happened w- with, with me, I'm trying to go back to the first one. Yes, remember the first one now. First time it happened, but I'm standing before a man of God. He's praying for me. And he stops, he looks up, and he says, God has great things for you. I never heard that in my life. Thought that's good. I think. <laughs> I think that's good. I didn't even know I was going to do ministry. This is before that. God has great things for you. Thought, praise God. I just kind of like Mary pondered it in my heart. You know, I just and I kept going, but I never forgot that. Never forgot that. And then a little while later, might have been a year or two. I met this minister from Australia. He was in our country. And he called me Mock. <laughs> and, uh, and I meet him. Someone introduced me to him outside of a church service. And he said, Hi, Mock. <laughs> and, uh, and he looked right at me. And it seemed like he looked through me. He was one of those. And he said, you know what he said? 
He said, God has great things for you. I thought, I heard that before. And he told me that. And, and then I went further and, and I started discovering the will of God and the call of God and went to Bible school and did some things. And, uh, and I may even be missing some in there, but I, then I remember later, I'm in a, another church service. And I like church. I don't know about you, but before I was even a preacher, when I was serving God, you know, when I got serious about the things of God, I'm in church. It was just in me. We went to church on our honeymoon. You have a hard time keeping me out of church. We are, we go on, we're on vacation. We go to church. Thankful I don't have to preach when I'm on vacation. <laughs> I just love. I love to worship God with people and hear the word and all this stuff. Anyway, I was in church again, and there was a, a woman ministering. And I'm sitting up front where good people do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just isolated most of the crowd here. Uh, uh, anyway, she asked. No, I was just sitting there. She, I, it wasn't a prayer or anything. I'm sitting there. And she, she looks at me and she says, uh, she says, you know what she said. <laughs> she said, God has great things for you. She, and she, she added to it. She said, she said, you know that up here. You don't know that in here. And I thought, hmm. And uh, and so I continue to think, Lord, how do I get it from here to here? And and it, and it happened and it happened after that, multiple times after that. I mean, even even years later, it's like someone out of the blue, and I'm like, Why do you keep telling me that? Why I must be really thick-headed. <laughs> I must not be getting it because he keeps telling me again and again and again. Uh, God has great things for you. And one of the things I recognize about that word and about him in my life is that great things was not, ju- was not just, hey, I'm his child, he loves me, he wants to bless me and give me a good life. I mean, that's true for all of us, right? I knew it wasn't about that. Yes, that's true. He wants to bless me, he loves me, he wants me just to have a great life. You, I could prophesy that to anyone. Okay. I knew that the great things that he had for me involved other people. I knew this, that the great things he wanted me to do would be, uh, it, it, would, it would manifest in this way that the gifting in me and the anointing on my life would cause other people to be elevated to greatness. That others would share in that gifting and that anointing and that calling and God would do great things in other people's lives in part, not in whole, but in part because of the calling on my life for, good, for great things. And I will add this, when I stood here a moment ago and said, God has great things for me, that came up out of my heart. I haven't even thought about this in a long time. And I'm certain, again, that the Lord is doing this with us. 
And I may be a part of it, and I may be part of the manifestation of God's calling on my life, but I'm certain He wants to do great things through us. And He wants to elevate, and He wants us to make a difference in eternity. But I tell you, this is where the Scripture says we should abound in the work of the Lord. Okay, abound in the work of the Lord. This is all in eternity that matters. We're using this little short time span called our physical life on the earth. And what we do with it affects everything going forward. What should we be at? Be busy doing abounding in the work of the Lord. Oh, but I have this lack. I have this trouble. I have this family member. I have this problem. I have this abound in the work of the Lord. Don't let any of those things distract you. Don't let any of those things keep you off of your game and keep your focus uh, where it's not supposed to be. We've always got to stay with this word. I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to be in movable and I will always abound in the work of the Lord amen knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord isn't that a good isn't that an encouraging word saying you're not wasting your time man if you uh abound in the work of the Lord. Meaning, not, I'm not going to do a little bit. I'm not trying to try to do the bare minimum. You know, someone said, well, what do I have to do? Well, it's nothing. Forget that. Well, okay, I'll do it. No, don't, just don't. This is the word, abound in it. Do as much as you can do, not as little as you can do. Amen. That's our heart. That's our desire. That's our, 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 what we're designed and created to do. That's what the resources are there in your life to do. Amen. You know, uh, so sometimes, sometimes when you're, you're sold out the whole route and you're ready to go all in and do it all for God and, and, and you're around individuals who are still, you know, for year after year, they've been saved for a while and there's, you know, Serving the Lord, but they're still, they're, you know, when it comes to, to money and stuff, they're always tripping up over, getting, uh, getting angry about money. They're always arguing about how, how they don't have to give. It's just so, you know, it's kind of like, well, just don't then. You know what I mean? Ah, tithing's under the law. We're free. We give under grace. And most people who say that, and I believe that if you really boil it down to that, but some most people who say that, they're stingy. They're not abounding in the work of the Lord. They're abounding in their own kingdom. They're not trying to see how, how much they can do for God. They're trying to see how little they can get away with. Am I okay if I just do this? Because, you know, do you have to give the, the, the whole tithe or, you know, that's just legalistic. Whatever. Keep fussing about that your whole life. Well, the rest of us abound in the work of the Lord. Get something done in eternity. I mean that in a nice way. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're, you're serving the Lord and you see people who have a good talk and then they're always trying to, well, I've got to be in bed by eight. Okay, go for it then. You know, 
Don't have time to do anything extra. Hallelujah. Fine, fine. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the encouraging word. Knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And that's the truth. Because listen, you are not wasting your time. You are not wasting your resources. You are not wasting your life when you are abounding in the work of the Lord. When you are steady, when you are steadfast, and you are putting all your whole heart into the, into the things of God and your relationship with God and helping others, you are not wasting your time. It is not in vain. And the Lord sees it. And the Lord recognizes it. And the Lord rewards it. Absolutely. It is of high value to Him in His kingdom. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody okay tonight? Thank you, Lord. I believe that was right. That was, that was, that was what we needed to say. And so let's take these things. If, if some things jumped out at you in particular, I trust you'll write those down and, you know, meditate on them and think, and think about them. Because God has great things for us.